damn, let's talk some shit. It's Polly Siegel. And Victoria Aaron. Two licensed therapists who've spent way too much money on degrees, certifications, and trainings. Mm. We both love what we do and couldn't imagine working in any other profession. But we're forced to be serious all the time, and that gets boring. Shit Talking Shrinks discusses important mental health topics, the human experience, and society at large, while poking fun along the way. It won't be all fun and games, because after every episode, you'll walk away with tangible tools to navigate life more effectively. We love a tangible tool. This episode is sponsored by Joyous. Okay, I have to tell you about this incredible company, Joyous. It's an at-home ketamine treatment that delivers ketamine to your door for $129 a month, which is absolutely unheard of because most ketamine treatment is hella expensive. And what ketamine does is it helps our prefrontal cortex work more optimally. And the prefrontal cortex helps with decision-making, problem-solving, emotional regulation. It's the part of the brain that gets us through hard shit. And so if you're someone who has struggled with anxiety and depression and you've tried antidepressants or you've tried mood stabilizers and they haven't helped, ketamine is absolutely the next step. And I have seen my clients thrive while using ketamine. Joyous makes it super easy to access this life-changing medicine. And you can start the process by visiting www.joyous.team. Episode 7, Cancel Culture. Cancel me, daddy. Oh, that's hot. Yeah, we just had to start it off on the right foot. (laughs) All right. Cancel culture obviously is like a hot topic because people be getting canceled left, right, center, front, back. Like you have to be on high alert because you could get fucked at any point. (laughs) Absolutely railed by the media, (laughs) you know, like unreal. So I think we should define it. Let's do it. Okay. So cancel culture is canceling any person or entity due to some community or group having disapproval or being offended by whatever you've said. Which is literally crazy. Think about it. Like you have canceled somebody. Like you have been like, you are a non-entity now. You're the hole in the fucking donut. (laughs) (laughs) You're zero. Yeah. And so disapproval and like being offended is a very subjective experience. Mm What offends you is going to be different than what offends me. So that makes it even scarier because it's not objective metrics. Yeah. Because it's just how a community or group of people feel towards whatever that person said. At any given point, because it just changes all the time. Society changes. But I ain't never scared. Come for me. You're brave because I don't want anyone canceling me or coming for me. (laughs) Okay, so I feel like there's cancel culture on a macro level, right? Mm. So this would be like celebrities, people that are super popular, people that, you know, we're all following up in the news or media. So remember when J.K. Rowling got canceled? Yes. I mean, the trans community was outraged, they right? They And J.K. Rowling was, I mean, everyone was obsessed with the Harry Potter series. Yeah. So for her to go bye-bye, I think was like monumental. Big fucking deal. Like you have a bunch of people that are obsessed with Harry Potter. I mean, Harry Potter weddings, dude. Oh, that's beyond that. I mean, their lives are Harry Potter. Their lives are Harry Potter. And then she said some things about the trans community, which were obviously wrong. But then within a nanosecond, she's gone. Poof. Okay. Or Chrissy Teigen or Kanye West. Like, Kanye West fucking deserved it. Like, as a I Jew, disagree. you disagree? I do. 
Okay, so we're both Jewesses, but as I'll speak for myself, like yeah. as a Jew, I get really amped about anti-Semitism. Yeah. And I think we need to call people out for that behavior because as a marginalized group, we really fly under the radar and we need allyship. I'm not going to rant about Jews needing allyship, but he got canceled. He got canceled so hard and I think it was by design, but we don't have to go down a conspiracy rabbit hole, but I just want to say that. Moving on. So- Reasons for canceling. Yes. Okay. Tell so me the reason. there's it's a teachable moment. It forces someone to be reflective and in theory look inward to address their thoughts, their feelings, their behavior. Sure. It's exposing discrimination and sort of this deplorable behavior. Mm. So it's forcing people to challenge systems that need challenging, but it's done on this large grand scale. Yeah. And then also it creates accountability. Here's what is so concerning to me about cancel culture, right? It's this like group thing. It's so fleeting. So 10 years ago, what got somebody canceled or whatever is so much different from what maybe even 10 weeks ago. It's just so fluid. And to say like you are literally zero because the majority of this population doesn't agree with what you said and is hurt by what you said. That's just so fucked up to me. And it just shows that the masses are asses. (laughs) Okay, but I want to take a deeper dive into your opinion as to why it feels so fucked to you personally. Well, I think that everything you just said, when somebody's canceled, I don't actually know that this is authentically happening, that people are taking a deeper dive into their biases, that they are owning up to their behavior. They're doing it because of the pressure Mm. that is being put on them. So they come forward and they're like, I'm so sorry that I said that about the IVF journey or whatever. I don't know, whatever fucking journey people are on that they get, you know, butthurt because somebody does something wrong. It's like, you really think that that person is like, wow, I'm going to go to therapy because I feel bad now. It's like, no, you're just saying shit to save your ass. Actually, that's a really brilliant point. And there's been a lot of articles that have talked about it that because of PR, Mm -hmm. Is that the right term? PR? Yeah. When you have to to fix shit because you said something wrong? Yeah, you're a PR nightmare. Okay. So because of PR, they're like, fix this and fix it fast. So there's not really that authenticity. No. Does the person actually feel remorseful or are they just trying to save face and, you know, protect their ego? And I think that's what you're speaking to. Yeah. I think absolutely. If I were to be canceled, Yeah. For some reason, some odd reason. What would you be canceled for? (laughs) (laughs) Liking Kanye? I don't know. Yeah. But whatever it is, like if I were to be canceled, right? And like my entire life was based off of society putting me in a position where they honored me and they cared about me and my whole livelihood was based off it. You bet your fucking ass I would be like, I'm so sorry. Of course you would. You're backed into a corner. Yeah, that's ridiculous. None of this is authentic. Well, and that's the point that you're making. Sorry, yeah, I forgot my point. (laughs) (laughs) I feel very mixed about cancel culture. Yeah. Because on one hand, I find it to be very beneficial because, as I said, it creates accountability. It forces someone, in theory, to become reflective, look inward, inner discovery. And it allows groups of people to feel supported in that allyship and empowerment because we're saying we will not stand for this. And so for that, I think that can create systemic change. Mm. On the flip side, I struggle with it because I think it has created fear of the masses. Everyone is constantly in this state of, can I say that? Am I going to get in trouble? 
What if I offend someone? What are the risks? Will I lose out? Will I be ostracized? I mean, that's a state of hypervigilance that isn't healthy for anyone. And that's what we're moving into in this episode is to speak to the mental health side of it, of how it impacts not only the celebrities and, you know, the big boys, but also people on an individual micro level. Like it's not you and I have to think about cancel culture. Our friends think about what they post on social media. Can I say this or will it be offensive? It is affecting every single person on this planet because they're forced to look into how do I stay PC? That's such a fucking crazy thought. So I posted a picture of myself really young on social media today. She had no fucking idea that this is what the world like. This world is insane. It's very different than when we were growing up in the early 2000s, where honestly, shit was the Wild West. Like, you could literally say anything. Like, there's, I'm not going to say it, but (laughs) there were pictures that I took of myself that if I ever posted those, I would be canceled in an instant. She's talking about. I'm talking about Halloween, where I had some like fucking bad (laughs) costumes. But I think about that. In the early 2000s, it was ha-ha, like, that's so cool. I dressed up as Nelly. Nelly? Nelly. the rapper? The rapper. I went to school dressed as Nelly. You did blackface? I'm not sure sure (laughs) what color my skin was, but I was wearing a full Nelly outfit. I had a bandage under my eye in sixth grade, okay? Yeah, that's crazy. Now. Oh, my God. I wish I had pictures. I would post them right here right now. Well, so I was listening to hot in here like on repeat in my room, like twerking. And one time my dad walked in and, (laughs) you know, that was I'll never forget that moment. Shame was real. (laughs) But, you know, we're feeling it on this micro level between our friends. And so, you know, there's the negative impact of it, too. Right. Like it can turn into this form of bullying where we're creating a lot of isolation and feeling alone and trapped. And that increases loneliness and also like anxiety and depression. And they've looked at even suicidal rates have increased because of cancel culture or just cyberbullying that's happening in schools with Gen Z. Did you ever think like we were primordial ooze? You know what I mean? No. We were fucking ooze in an ocean. And this is what the fuck we're talking about right now. What's an ooze? You know what I mean? Like from evolution, like we were just little like amoebas. Oh, 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 got it. Wandering around with dinosaurs and shit. Yeah. Like I was dinosaur shit once, you know, and now we're talking about how like kids are legit killing themselves. Right. Because their group of friends is like, you said a bad word and we fucking hate you. (laughs) Right. Literally, like there is something wrong. There is a disease. That friend group canceling that one person and it leading to suicide is unbearably heartbreaking. It's horrific. So I think as much as it creates that accountability and empowerment and allyship and change, systemic change, it also leads to really, really poor mental health. Here's what I'm curious about. When I hold somebody accountable, Mm -hmm. I've had many of these conversations in my adult life. When you treated me like that, we've talked about this with boundaries, and we're going to talk about it, effective communication, right? When somebody treats me badly, do I A, round up a group of my friends and be like, yo, fuck this guy, fuck this person, let's fuck him up, let's ruin his motherfucking life? Or do I B, address them and just say, hey, the way you spoke to me or the thing that you said or the thing that you posted really made me feel uncomfortable. 
So I know we're talking about micro level here. I'm not gangbanging somebody for doing something that upsets me. Yeah. What you're saying is that instead of creating this like intense bully group, yeah, that you're going to address it and share that it hurt your feelings and that it's unacceptable and that you're demanding a different type of treatment. Well, and actually, it's so funny that you just brought that up because part of the criticism of cancel culture is that it doesn't give people the opportunity to learn and grow. Like their opportunity to make change has been taken away from them because they're already, you know, put on the deserted island. And so it's not allowing for transformation to authentically happen. They're in a pressure cooker where they have to save their ego. And they're like, I'll do anything to make this right. Instead of authentically like looking at themselves and reflecting and being like, wow, maybe what I did was wrong. Or on the flip side, yeah, I hear that I hurt your feelings and I'm going to continue to do what the fuck I want to do. And like, that's cool too. Because we get to decide who we associate with. And if someone makes us uncomfortable or their belief system is against our values, we have a right to not participate with them. So this happens a lot in the AA community. There are groups, secret groups of people that like cancel one person because of their behavior. Like it's really scary because people end up like leaving AA or leaving the group and maybe using or harming themselves. And it's really sad because like we're not fucking police. Yeah. And I don't mean police in like the police way. I just mean like, why are we trying to police other people's behavior? Well, it's to create systemic change, but it has real negative side effects. That's a good point. (laughs) You know me. I'm just a good point kind of gal. Yeah, you are. You've got good points. So we're all about the tangible tools. Give me one. Now. I love it. So I can't speak for the celebrities what they should do, right? I'm not going to speak for Kanye. I'm not going to speak for Kanye, but he has a PR person in that. She's doing a great job. (laughs) It could be a he. Whatever. But it's probably a woman because we're better than she's probably a Jewish woman. Hundred (laughs) percent. Hundred percent. Okay, so on a micro level between your friend groups within, you know, even Gen Zers that are still in high school or middle school where that cyberbullying is real or like kids, people that are listening to us with kids that are dealing with this, like this whole TikTok generation. A hundred percent. And also just you and I in our friend groups. I can say for myself that I say outrageous shit all the time. You know, I really should monitor myself more. But there are times where I say something and I'm like, oh, fuck, what's my friend group going to think? Like, are they going to think I'm a bad person? Mm. And then I start like internally spiraling because I'm not afraid I'm going to actually get canceled, but I feel like I'm going to be ostracized in some way. And that's a really bad feeling. Oh, can't relate. I think it's because you have very little shame. (laughs) My friend groups are also degenerate. Like, all my friends are degenerate. (laughs) Yeah. My friend group is like a step above degenerates. (laughs) Okay. So tangible tool, what can you do? First and foremost, don't post things publicly when you're in this emotionally heightened state. When your nervous system is out of whack... Is this teaching you something right now? I'm like, wait, I just did that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) When you're emotionally heightened, when you're emotionally dysregulated, don't post because your prefrontal cortex is not active. Right. Your limbic system, the amygdala is driving that behavior and nothing good comes from that. So when you're posting on social media or even when you're talking to your friends in a public way, 
be grounded, be regulated, make sure your nervous system is in its window of tolerance. Mm-hmm. Also, you can always ask a friend to look over a post before you publish it. Like, hey, I want to speak out in this way. I want to share my thoughts and feelings. Can you look it over and just tell me if I'm like in check here? Not a degenerate friend. Pick a more PC friend. Like a high standing friend in society. (laughs) And ask them like, give me your thoughts and feedback. Another thing you could do is if you say something that gets some backlash, be authentic and apologize and take accountability. Not because it's coming from an egotistical place, but because you really genuinely feel sorry and might have remorse because we all fuck up. Yeah. Also, on the flip side, being authentic and being like, I hear that I harmed you and this is how I feel. Again, I find a lot of admiration when someone can say, I fucked up. Sure. I wasn't in my right mind or I was speaking from this place and I'm really, really sorry. Mm. That to me feels very nourishing and I can let it go and move on. I think the other thing, too, is you can always take a break from social media. Social media has a lot of research that says it's not great for our mental health in general. Terrible. So if you need to take a break and kind of step back, that's okay too. Yeah. Last but very not least, see a fucking therapist if you get canceled. See a fucking therapist. Just get help. (laughs) Get help. Because you are just fucked, you know? Like Like, you're isolated, you're alone, you're spinning in your brain and you just need some help. Truly, like if that's happened, like seek professional help and process it because it can be traumatic. Like being socially isolated and ostracized is inherently traumatic. Well, yeah, like when we were cavemen and in little pods, right? If somebody gets shafted, (laughs) you're fucked. (laughs) So like if you've experienced within your friend group a canceling moment, seek help. Yeah, get some help. All right. Those are our tangible tools. We hope that we've provided both the pros and cons of cancel culture, (laughs) but also gave some helpful information. Hell yeah. Big, big love. Okay. Lots of love. We'll catch you later. (laughs) 